109 right now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the IC109 podcast. I'm your host, Larry Wiggs. Today, I'll be touching bases with Big Mike. Big Mike and I are colleagues, we're, well, former colleagues now. Uh, we worked together in Saudi Arabia between 2016 and 2018. And most recently, he and I worked together to produce some food review videos on YouTube. You can check check them out on my YouTube channel, IC109. Please check me out. Just type in IC109 on YouTube and all my videos will pop up. If you're looking for the food review channel or the food review episodes uh, on my channel, you can find them by typing in um, Big Mike and Larry Eat Los Angeles. Let me check YouTube right now to make sure that's correct. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there it is right there. Mike and Larry Eat Los Angeles Season 1 Episode 1 and Mike and Larry Eat Los Angeles Season 1 Episode 2 I'm going to see I'm going to see how this does The music right now that you're listening to is uh, is provided by DJ Quick and it's playing from my uh, cell phone but I'm going to switch to play the music from my computer so that I can call Big Mike on my phone and have the music playing in the background. I'm gonna work on that. So please enjoy these sounds while the computer seems to be updating, updating, uploading something. We'll get it done in a second and I'll make that phone call. Yes, I see it, there it is right there. Alright, so we're going to make the switch right now. It's probably going to prompt me to say, you can't play the music on two devices. And you'll hear the music drop out. Yep. Let me turn that down a bit. Got it. There we go. All right. So let me give Big Mike a call. Calling now. I grew up with haters right under the same roof. Ain't never no and excuse one proof. Man, haven't rapped those lyrics in a minute. But give me a couple of goes a couple of tries and I'll get it all back fake the fake the funk squeeze and squeeze the pump uh, 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 uh. get on your knees till Jesus comes DJ quit lower that a little bit all right let me give him a call phone's ringing. 
audio is ready. Something wrong with my technology or what? La da. Do do do. I told him that I was going to call and it took me a minute or so to set the show up. So in that time, a few minutes, three or four minutes, in that time he must have gotten busy doing something. So I sent him a message to notify him that I'm calling now. Hopefully he'll get those messages ASAP so we can begin this conversation. I guess what we're going to talk about here you know, is my recent travels. Um, we're going to talk about my recent trip to Scandinavia as well as Africa. And because uh, Mike asked me yesterday if I was back in L.A., I said, yep. And he asked me, so how was the trip? So I started sending him videos from my YouTube channel. I hope he's watched some of them. Want to get his feedback on on those videos to hear, you know, what he what his critique of them is. You dig? All right. Haven't received the message from him. Let me try calling him again. Phone's ringing. Hello. Big Mike. Hey, how you doing? All right, man. So, officially, you know we're we're being recorded. Yes, I understand that I'm being recorded. <laughs> he gives the the government official response. Let me turn your mic up. Let me see. Say something for me, please. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I think that'll do it. Can you hear the music in the background? No, I can't hear the background. Oh, okay. All right. I'm um, playing a little bit of some instrumentals, but you know you'll hear that when you if you listen back to the um to the podcast. So, I told everybody that we'll be talking about my recent travels because you asked me, you know. So, how was your trip? That'll be at least one of the topics we can cover. All right. Yeah, I wanna. I want to know what Ghana was like. Okay, okay. So, landing at the airport. What was your first uh, experience of the uh, of the airport? Was it nice and modern? Was it like uh, a dangerous backwoods outpost? <laughs> this Negro, bro. All right. Um, first, I'll tell you that I flew Ethiopian Airlines. From, uh, okay, so when you fly Ethiopian Airlines, do they have regular airport food, or do they make you eat out of a UN bucket? <laughs> this Negro. <laughs> no, everything was nice and smooth, um, very professional, very uh, world class. And um, although I did want to uh, ride in first class, but I couldn't afford it. And there was a, well, it was a white woman. And she has flown on Ethiopian Airlines plenty of times. And she she told me quiet as kept. She was like, don't even, you know, spend your money on first class on Ethiopian. It's not worth it. I was like, oh, what? So, but my experience 
was lovely. Food was great. Service was excellent. Flight was smooth. And, um... So you flew from, uh... From London to, uh... Okay. Or from, uh, New York? Alright, so... First from LA, I flew to DC. Because I wanted to take, um... Ethiopian Airlines. I probably could have... Well, I have miles on Ethiopian Airlines, and I'm I'm just vibing with them. Like I want to fly with you know Ethiopians. So um, <laughs> so I get to I fly from I get to DC, and then um, I fly a day later. I fly from DC to uh, Ethiopia to Addis Ababa. Uh, hour later, we fly to Accra, and your question was about. Accra. Now, I get to Accra. First things first, as soon as we get off the airplane, the dude is like, he welcomes us. Welcome to Accra. Take those doggone masks. Pronounce that. Accra. Yeah. It's Acura. Acura Ghana. <laughs> oh, man. So he's like, welcome to Accra. And Take those masks off. Smell this beautiful uh, Ghanaian air. <laughs> Did you choke? <laughs> no, nah, man. But I felt I felt welcome, and I was like, I'm loving it. He had you know great energy, and he was like, man, take those masks off. And I took my mask off. I was like, all right. And man, I had all my paperwork in order. I had you know you have to do the uh, yellow fever test. I mean um, vaccination. You have to be covid free and um all that good stuff so i just third world has more paperwork involved with it (laughs) right they (laughs) that's cold that you're gonna call third world bruh i wouldn't even bother like if i gotta i gotta go get shots to go to your place i'm not going oh man how many shots did you get to go to uh ghana no, just uh, yellow fever was mandatory. Um, COVID vaccination was mandatory, uh-huh. and uh, and then a visa. We we needed a visa. How much you had to pay for a visa? Lord, three hundred some no two hundred, maybe the whole thing was around three hundred dollars. Hey, did you just hear that? Hear what? I fell on the goddamn floor. Stop. These be black people. I know, you right? Retire, shit like that, and they taxing the shit out of you. you right. Go to Ghana. Right. I know that they must be uh, stealing the money because, uh, according to some videos I watched, they ain't spending it on infrastructure. Oh Lord. So, okay. Dirt roads and shit. In addition to. I shouldn't uh, hit one pothole. <laughs> In addition to paying three hundred around, uh, I say three hundred because I think the visa was around two hundred, and then um, processing. You know, you had to pay for ship uh, a return uh, postal mail address or whatever. So that was another fifteen, twenty some dollars. So I, I'd say no more than three hundred for the um, uh, for the visa. So, oh my God. probably you, know, well, you could you could have went to Thailand for like, well, not really. It's like eight hundred round trip to go to Thailand, but 
that's like significant okay so but the other thing i had to pay for well mistakenly uh they tell you that you have to pay 150 dollars for your covid test like upon arrival but they've done away with that rule but and excuse me so many people have already paid for it but as soon as we got off the plane that same dude who was like take those masks off enjoy this Ghanaian air he was like if you paid 150 dollars um go to this app and submit a uh, a complaint and we'll refund you that money so that, Did you get the money back i got the money back they they said the process could take up to 40 some days but i got my money back like within seven days less like three or four days actually real quick oh, good for them. yeah <clears throat> they, they, they cut out some of the money grubbing yeah yeah that was definitely the perception like oh they're just over here just taxing people left and right but yeah they cut it oh, out taxing black people yeah, no <laughs> our brother our brother our brother give me money and and to you know to that point you know the ghanaians they have this saying they know it very well it's like you got something for your boy this is what they say you got something for your boy I, you, you, you dumb akatas you got something for your boys over here they went i went to the bathroom i was trying i was looking for the bathroom and the brother was like, oh, it's over here. Turn right. It's over there. I went to the bathroom. I came back. He was still standing there. He was like, you got something for your boy? I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> you show you you pointed in the direction of the bathroom. I could have found it on my own. Nah, man. So, um, but the, let's see. When I, once I got through, you know, the immigration, whatever process, nothing major, um, but everybody at the airport, everyone in an official Ghanaian uniform asked me for my passport. They were like, stop, let me see your passport. And they asked me a question or two. Who the fuck is sneaking into that backward ass country? <laughs> but they were, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it was a lovely experience. It's a cool country. And they were, they were so cool too. Like the Ghanaians were not, all right, I'll, I'll compare them to the Cubans. The Cubans, if you cut up at their airport and they have these these beautiful, sexy um, attendants, they're wearing these tight, tight uniforms. They're sexy, but they will cut you down in a second. If you make a wrong move, they'll be like, stop. What are you doing? Shut up. Da -da 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 -da. Just tell you off in Cuba. Over in Ghana, they were just like, hello, sir. I'd like to see your, your passport. And I'm like, that's the nicest anybody's ever asked, you know, to see you know, my passport, I'll show it to them. And then they'll be like, okay, you're free. And I'm like, there was no intimidation factor. There was no, you know, nothing. But why, but why are these assholes asking redundant questions? Like this, you see, how many times did you have to show a passport? At least four times before getting out the airport. Yeah, see, that's redundant. Yeah. Over and over again, pull out my passport for what? Well, here, how about this? You run down the hall and talk to the other person I showed the passport to. Yeah. Don't, oh, okay, how about this? Instead of showing passports, why don't we donate radios to this backwards-ass country oh, and then you man. put radio ahead that I've already showed it to. It was like this that. 2022. Yeah. Why well, I got to keep showing you this shit? So, I made it through, had my mask off, and you know i'm out the airport now here's the interesting part so our tour guide 
um, like he deals with, you know, multiple passengers or, or travelers coming to Ghana and he expected there to be a problem or he expected to arrive at the airport and he expected to wait for me or rather he expected to arrive before me. But I had, I was so smooth with it that I was already outside the airport when he showed up. He was like, how'd you get out here so fast? I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. So he was late. No, uh, technically, he might have been like five, ten, yeah, between five and ten minutes late. Oh. <laughs> but peep, but peep what happened when my sister and her family came in, because this was a whole family affair. Like, I arrived a week earlier because I wanted to do my travel thing, you know, a week early and, you know, just get my bearings and, and, and learn the country before we went on the tour well when my sister arrived he the tour guide showed up and he he arrived at six o'clock and he didn't leave the airport until midnight he was waiting for them all that time because they had a hiccup and communication was like i guess spotty but he he waited at the airport for like six hours what was the hiccup with your sister and her family um, I think they got held up in uh, Amsterdam. They had a, a connection and the flight maybe was delayed an hour or something. I don't know. I think that's what it was. I didn't get the official story from her, but this was from, you know, Edmund, our tour guy. So that's what happened, man. So, but, um, what, Kendrick Lamar is out there. He, he's been out there, man. Yeah, because uh, American black people are the best black people. And I'm sure he's uh, donating or building something in that third world shit hole. Uh, but that means nothing to me. Oh, man. He is, um, I'm sure he has businesses in mind. And he's, I mean, Stevie Wonder has already mentioned how, you know, he's going to move there. I don't know if he's already moved there. Um, I mean, but. Yeah, did they, did they uh, make him pay $300 and. Show a blind black icon that can show his passport four times, or did they just skip all of that with him? I hope they just skipped it. That I do not know. It's so. a terrible place. All right, so they, so they, so the money grubber got you for three hundred to enter, then they hassled you for a bunch of passports. Then the dude was late. Now what happened? <laughs> Um, come on, man. You gotta give the brother some credit. He was, man, he, he was, he was there. He took me. All right. So as soon as I arrived, it wasn't part of the tour, but he was like, let's go. And I was tired and like, Oh, but, but I had to get with it. So he took me to a nice restaurant. It's called Buka, Buka restaurant. Who paid? Well, I paid for my meal. No, 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 no. Yeah. I paid for all of our meals. Yeah. Because. He was wait, taking wait, so me. He was hungry. And he took you to a place to feed him. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a great guy. <laughs> so, no, you but, look like I'm hungry. <laughs> for the for the first um, first day, which was not part of the tour, like he drove me around town and allowed me to film. You know, using the um, my camera, I attached it to his uh, car, mounted it on the car, and so I was filming, and he was driving me, you know, all out of the way, 
different you know locations and stuff he was making sure that, that i could see the place and yeah and for that i was like all right man we're, since we're gonna go eat yeah I, I i'll cover the meal so it was a probably like between 30 and 40 dollars for three of us to eat but wait who's the other person it was his his wife him and me hey. huh why was she there like it's their business they work tandem he just wanted you to feed his wife <laughs> she didn't add value to the proceedings he was the one driving he speaks english right yeah he speaks english so what was she there for she was there to eat oh lord <laughs> to eat <laughs> man it was a, uh, it was a cool, cool experience. Upon arrival, it was good food too. Wasn't expensive, nah, not in the least. What did we eat? Um, so I had a, um, I had a fresh fish, uh, tilapia. I had, um, what was it? It's a, it's a fish doughy sort of. Um, Bantu? No, not Bantu. What am I talking about? Uh, it was, it was, yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a, it was a ball, a ball of dough with fish inside of it, and then some, um, some like hot spices, but it was delicious, tasty, spicy. It was, it was, it was really light, a light meal, fish and that dough, and I was good. They had, um, they had a soup. And uh, and I tried a, a palm wine. I wasn't too too hot on that palm wine. It was a little too sweet and or what what not. But yeah, that's what we ate. Mm. Yep. So I got my footage around uh, around the town, and um, yeah, even it was kind of a tour before the tour. So we drove to the um, Kwame and Krumas. Was it Kwame and Kuma? Uh, we we drove around the Black Star, uh, which is iconic for uh, for Ghana, and then we went to the stadium next to the the Black Star. We drove inside there. That was cool. Yeah. So, and then we went to um, Labadi Labadi Beach, and um, yeah. Now the excuse me. <coughs> had a cough man there was um like kendrick lamar's trip kendrick knew about or he, he went to freedom skate park which i didn't know was there i was getting my information from uh this guy named jubril and jubril has been doing marketing and travel videos on youtube for a minute and he's always talked about thailand medellin colombia um and even ghana so I watched his Ghanaian um, video and I got my ideas for where to go. What's that? That dude from Passport. Exactly. You talking about that dude from Passport. Exactly. Yeah, me, uh, me, Mike, and uh, Jaffer discovered him back in Saudi Arabia. We were just uh, clicking through YouTube in my apartment. And uh, there's this beautiful girl in Medellin doing the report. So we stopped on her to look at her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, all right, continue. So, 
I was happy because I didn't even when I when we went to Buka, then I got there and I was like, yo, this is one of the places that uh, Jubril had recommended. So I and I didn't even know that Edmund was taking us there and, and he did. And I was like, all right, good job. Good job taking us there. So that was like a, a check off of the box. Um, But that Freedom Skate Park, Jubril didn't mention it. And Kendrick, you know, was there or is still there. And that would have been a really nice um, place to go just to check it out, to, to get a nice vibe. The skate park called Freedom. So did you go? I didn't know about it until uh, just a few, just a couple of days ago when I saw that Kendrick is or was in Ghana like right now. And they were showing him uh, at the skate park. And um, yeah, I didn't even know about that place. I knew about from Jibril's videos. I knew about the Buka restaurant. I knew about the uh, the fashion boutique and the fashion designer named Chocolate at the Kempinski Hotel. So you did, did you see my video? I watched that video and I was in love with Oh. Huh? The job was in love with the Kempinski. Like, it's just a hotel. What's the big deal? <laughs> hey, did y'all pay for him to stay there? Say what? Did y'all pay for him to stay there? He said he stayed there for like two days and thank y'all or something. Not us. Okay? Not us. No, 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 no. That was another like trip. That was a, another trip, another um, guest, another tour. But yeah, that was interesting because, yeah, he did say that he had stayed there three times and that, what did he say? He said, um, yeah, and th- he was with two girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, he was on the, on the cuff of an interesting story. <laughs> Man, so I don't know how yeah. that. Huh? I mean, I know you didn't probably stay there, but uh, that mall we used to go to in the Bahrain was, had a Kapinski in it. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, wait, Bahrain? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it, it was the one across the street from where we lived. It was one in Bahrain next to the mall. It was attached to the mall. Oh, the man. Second Avenue. That was a Kapinski also. Wow. So that was that name. We don't really have exactly that's why that was one of the reasons why I, ha- I had no idea about it until Saudi Arabia um I didn't know Bahrain had had one but um yeah I had been to the, I mentioned it in the video Oman uh Saudi Arabia and then Ghana for me but I may have been to the uh Kempinski in Bahrain I may have may have not stayed there of course but walk through the um the lobby so yeah man um let me see let me catch you up on whatever else we had um man we were there was an accident sadly there was an accident like before our 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 trip was over um our tour group would see like two dead bodies or at least one actually they should put you on the um tourism committee with ghana 
Why? Why you say that? If you just giving all the the good information. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, no, this uh, is the castle you at the airport. Uh, you don't see, like I've been in America for years, and ain't no real bodies on the nowhere. Well, that part that was man we were it was an accident on the highway um or not even the high yeah yeah it was the highway there's a two-lane road uh that takes you between um the capital and the smaller city kumasi uh everyone has to ride it anyway there were some asian tourists in a car and i guess they made a wrong turn and at least one was deceased on the side of the road. I thought they were, as we were approaching the scene, I thought it was a mannequin. I thought like a car had hit a small vendor who was selling like women's clothing using like a white mannequin. Man, that was a person. And they had covered, I think it was a woman, covered her up with some leaves and some um, some things, some tree branches and leaves. So you you knew she was deceased. The other woman like had some blood on her nose but she wasn't moving she was laying but she wasn't covered up and they were both asian man it was like whoa that's terrible so yeah don't go to ghana well wherever they was from was obviously safer i mean i remember not being afraid of traveling when i heard about the two girls who traveled to Vietnam one year and I guess they drank something and they died. So man, anything can happen anywhere, man. Just have to be thankful. Stay blessed nah. up. Nah. <laughs> it's a particularly bad place. That's that's cold. We got our um, tourism. I mean, we got our, uh, you know, we toured the castles, the slave castles. We. Um, How much they charge you? What's that? How much they charge you? Yo, so we started. I started with the with this impression that I was going to pay like a thousand dollars for the tour, and our group, within I wasn't I didn't choose the the tour group, and. Our group was being told like different things. My sister and uh, a mutual friend of ours was being told that they had to, because they had larger groups, they, they were traveling as, as a family of four, two, two families of four. And they were being told to pay by wire transfer before they arrived, like the full amount. And they thought that was sketchy. Plus the amount. It was a lot, so they didn't feel comfortable sending, you know, thousands of dollars to someone they had never met to ensure that they had a tour. Those emails start with, hello, I am an African. <laughs> tour, you can have it for free, but please wire me $2,000 uh, so I can be able to pay for it. So, yeah, they, they weren't cool with that, and so they... How much money did they want? Um, was it? I don't think it was it eight thousand, and then $8, or maybe it was five, maybe it was five. I know, I know the difference was like three thousand dollars difference. So maybe, um, instead of paying 
you know, five thousand. They they ended up paying two, or maybe it was they wanted eight, but they were gonna pay five. I, I, I see what I'm saying. But here's what happened. So first, I thought I was gonna pay like a thousand dollars for my tour, and then we got in contact um, with Dream Destination Tours, and we discovered I discovered that the the cost, the real cost of the tour, was only three hundred bucks. And they told me stop the presses, um, stop communicating with the other tour tour group or whatever. We're going with Dream Destination Tours, and I was good. I was good with that. Everybody was good with that. So, um, but the the here's the one thing that happened. Once we got there, the the cost of the tour went from three hundred bucks to eight hundred bucks. So I was caught like, what? I was ready to have a good time on 300 bucks, and then I had to pay, come out the pocket. So that was a shock. Well, these scam artists told you <laughs> 300 and it'd be okay. Hoping you don't show up. You showed up, and you found out the real price is 800 So they, you had to come out of your pocket for another five. That's what happened. So, so your buddies at Dream... Destination tours are scamming. Mm. You had to buy his wife dinner and he's scamming. See, this is how this is what this is the the take that Big Mike puts on all of this for the view for the listeners out there. I didn't see it oh, that way. He if we were having this conversation face to face, this would still be the same conversation. Nah. It's not a take I'm putting on for the uh listeners. Well this is scam. <laughs> I How's how's uh, the price different from everybody you talk to? It's a set price to get into uh, this atrocity their ancestors did to our ancestors. It's a set price, and by the way, the price is way higher for you uh, right of return blacks than it is for native Ghanaian. They walk around that bitch having picnics for nothing, and y'all paying eight hundred dollars. Hey, uh, Mike, I need to do something right now. Um, let's, let's end this right now. Let me, um, let's pick up maybe in 15, 20 minutes. All right. All right. So for the listeners, uh, I have something to do. <laughs> I have something to do. I'm going to get back. Uh, we're going to get back with this conversation to continue the, I don't know, the trials and tribulations of, uh, traveling to Ghana. How about, well, you, you call this episode scammed abroad. Oh Lord. All right. Black- <laughs> All right, don't don't forget where you what, what you're listening to. This is what what Kobe say. You're at 109 right now. All right, y'all. All right, Mike. I'll, I'll call you back. All right, peace. All right, y'all. Peace. <laughs>